The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray talk all about Monday Night Raw. We get into Cody's promo that I think was a bit of a throwback. We'll explain why. And then we get the turn of Trish Stratus. All that right now. On the Busted Open Podcast. Dustin Rhodes. Uh, He celebrates a birthday today. So happy birthday to Dustin Rhodes. And it got me thinking, Bullion, you asked this question about, you know, Cody. It got me thinking about the match that he had with Cody in AEW. If you remember, Bully, it was before Dynamite actually went on the air. It was at the first ever AEW Double or Nothing in Las Vegas. And that was, I want to say, about four or five months before AEW Dynamite actually went on air. And I thought Cody and Dustin had a classic. It's, it's, bully, it's seriously, it's one of my all time favorite matches. The, it, the bloodbath that Dustin and Cody had. And if you remember, bully, great promos from Cody leading up. To that match, obviously there was no dynamite. If you remember, Cody was putting those promos on social media and on YouTube. He had that one classic promo about the death of the Attitude Era, if you remember, which I thought was was great. And I was thinking about that, especially coming off the heels of what we saw last night. Another Cody promo. Cody very underrated on the microphone. I feel like in the build-up to the match that he had with Roman at WrestleMania, he was great on the mic. I thought he had another really strong promo last night. But it just made me think, man, I wish Dustin was involved in this story, especially after what we saw in that bio on Sunday on Dusty Rhodes. couple of things. Um, happy birthday to Dustin. Loved having Dustin on yesterday, even though it was for just like – 12, 15 minutes. Look forward to speaking to him again next Monday and dive a little deeper into the Dusty bio. Also talk about some stuff going on in AEW that we have coming up. Hope Dustin has a tremendous day. Love him to death. One of the best, highly underrated and just a funny, funny guy. Cody's promo last night. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I thought of you, Dave, because I... 
I, I like how Cody took some of the the things we talked about yesterday and incorporated it into his promo as if he was listening to Busted Open, which they all do, and we know that. How he talked about people say, I need to go through my own hard times or whatever he said. He talked about Stardust. Uh, he talked about Dashing Cody and, and things like that, that the fans perceive to be part of the hard times that Cody has went through. So I, I like the way he incorporated that because that's what fans are thinking. So if the fans are thinking that, use that as ammunition for your promo. One of the things that struck me about Cody's entrance last night and when he got in the ring. So Dave, entrance gets in the ring. First one minute that Cody's in the ring, did anything strike you? No. Not Positive, negative, odd, scratching your head, anything? Not that, that, that I remember. When Cody got in the ring, two Cody chants started. There was the initial one. Then they stopped. They tried to get a you got screwed chant. It didn't catch on, but then there was another Cody chant. Good. Those are good things. That's real positive. Because he's sitting there and he's just soaking it in. Remember, Dave, I've always said, you want to know how over you are? Go to the ring, stand in the middle, and listen. It'll tell you everything you need to know. So those people were on Cody's side again. It's as it's as if he's standing there and he's looking at the people and he go and he's basically saying without saying a word, guys, we all got screwed at WrestleMania, but we aren't going to complain about it. I am going to take responsibility for the loss and don't worry, we will get back to the promised land again once we go through Brock Lesnar. At the end, <clears throat> at the end of Dusty's hard times promo, Dusty basically asked the fans to be on his side because we're going to go through this together. I like that aspect of what Prody, Cody uh, brought to the table last night. I think he needs to water those seeds a lot more. I couldn't get this done on my own. Roman Reigns beat me. I love the fact that Cody apologized. When you apologize to a wrestling crowd, you are basically taking your heart and laying it in the middle of the ring and saying, "If I'm sorry if I let you down. And since wrestling fans are very forgiving, they're going to take that to heart. You don't have to apologize, Cody. We get it. We saw what happened to you. We saw you got screwed. We got your back through this, through thick and thin. Those are the things that get you to the next level. Remember how Cody talked about in the documentary, the higher you get up on the card, the smaller the tightening of the screws actually becomes to become the next next level you know, star. It's like, if you can hit a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, but you can't hit a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, you probably only have to tweak just something tiny in your swing. You don't have to swing harder. You don't have to swing faster. You probably just need to pop your hips just a tiny bit more. To get to that next level with Cody, he's going to start making tiny, tiny adjustments where those people – are just going to want to be on his side. 
Do you understand what I'm saying so far? Yeah, and and it's something that struck me when I was watching that promo last night. I want to get your take on it, Bully, and then I want to get the take of the Busted Open Nation as well, 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT-93. Cody did something last night that I haven't seen across the board in wrestling probably since John Cena. And it's what you just said, Bully, and the fact that, like, he made no excuses. He could have. He could have been like, screw the bloodline, screw Roman. They cheated. They didn't actually win. I should have won that match. He, like you said, apologized. I didn't win. I'm sorry that I didn't win for you. I haven't seen that in wrestling, Bully, since John Cena. John Cena was the master of that. And and I haven't seen a babyface wrestler actually stand in the ring and say, I'm sorry. It's usually whining or complaining or pointing fingers or using excuses. Cody did none of that in the ring last night on Raw. What is he accepting? What is he taking last night? Responsibility. Responsibility. responsibility and accountability in in today's generation do you do we hear a lot of people taking responsibility and accountability for their mistakes it's very rare it's very very rare and 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 i think pro wrestling has been a reflection of that because it it almost bully something that was very common in pro wrestling it actually it shook me to my core when i heard cody say those words last night dave when me and you have conversations and we're trying to make the show better or we're discussing some type of business you have a habit of saying to me i'm sorry and what do i always say back to you you always say there's nothing to be sorry about you don't have to apologize i get it i'm in this with you so you can see how in our own relationship, you'll apologize. I'll be like, Dave, you didn't do anything wrong. <clears throat> you don't have to apologize. We'll get through it together. Same thing with Cody. Cody, I'm not saying that Cody shouldn't apologize. I love the apology thing. The apology thing works like a million dollars when done the right way. So first he says, I lost me with no excuses. I lost accountability. I'm sorry. Now in the people's minds, they're saying, no, no, no. You don't have to apologize, Cody. We saw everything that happened. There were run-ins. There was this, there was that. Solo hit you with the spike. We get it. But in apologizing, he's now endeared himself to them. Where as a fan, I'm like, holy crap. Cody said he was sorry to me. He doesn't have anything to be sorry about. Now you want to have his back that much more. And I started to hear that last night. Now he can't go on for the next 365 days apologizing because then it gets wishy-washy. But in, in, a, in some way, shape, or form, maybe hit one or two more promos, just one maybe, about the apology and that, and then say, that's the last time I apologize for losing to Roman. Now it's on to Brock. And I don't apologize for what I'm going to do to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I love the fact that he admitted fear. 
he's doing things that a normal guy, a normal gal would do. Admitting things, accountability, responsibility. People are always saying, are you afraid to be in the ring with Brock Lesnar? Yes, I'm afraid of Brock Lesnar. I fear Brock Lesnar. Everybody fears Brock Lesnar. Why shouldn't I be different? Yeah, but I'm and, not going to let that fear get the best of me. And, and Bully, I, there was something else that we don't, surprisingly, don't hear enough in the world of pro wrestling anymore. And it's what Cody did in regards to Brock Lesnar last night, Bully. And that's put Brock over. Um, you know, you don't get that anymore. You get more of like what Cena did to Theory leading up to their match at WrestleMania than what we got from Cody talking about Brock last night. Again, you're going to go into that match between Cody and Brock at WrestleMania Backlash thinking, can Cody do it? Can Cody actually beat the beast Brock Lesnar? Because you know what? Cody did a great job of telling you exactly why it's going to be difficult for him to do it in that promo last night. Fear. Yep. We've all experienced it. I'm terrified to go into this match, but I am. I'm laying down the challenge because I know I have to beat Brock Lesnar to get back on track to face Roman Reigns. And I've seen what Brock has done before. And to me, you know, in Brock's eyes, I'm nothing but food. What did he describe? A prey or whatever it was. Yes. I'm prey. We're all prey for Brock Lesnar. Brock does what he wants, when he wants, however he wants to do it. Why should Cody be any different? It's not like it's not like Cody is, um, you know, almost or Bobby Lashley or another beast that can give Brock the fight of his life. Cody can't give Brock the fight of his life, but what Cody can do is stand stand in front of Brock and say, "You're going to have to destroy me to take me out," and I'm going to and I'm going to even if you beat me up, even if you beat the crap out of me, destroy me, f five me twelve times, you're still going to know that you were in the ring with Cody Rhodes, and all I got to do is find a way find somehow to pin your shoulders to the mat. Now, the thing for Cody is this, just beating Brock for Cody isn't going to be enough. Cody needs to withstand the F5, not just the move, but the F5 that Brock Lesnar is in that ring. Cody's going to have to find a way to beat Brock and beat Brock in a way where Brock's shoulders don't just get pinned to the mat for three seconds and then he kicks out and then takes Cody's head off again. Cody has to have a definitive victory over Brock somehow, some way. And when Cody gets up from that victory, eventually gets up from that victory, he should be a bloody mess. Meaning, we saw what Rocky looked like in Rocky too when he finally wins. We had he went through a war, and that's what Cody has to do. He has to go through a war with Brock Lesnar. And when he finally gets up and you look at him, it's not when you you don't want to cheer him because he won the championship. You want to sympathize with him because you just look at him, you go, Oh my God, what this guy went through to get through the beast. How is he ever going to continue? And the next time we see him, he's all bandaged up and taped up and band-aid up and this up. And he's a disheveled mess, just like Dusty used to be. And he goes, we got past Brock. 
now we're going back after Roman. To me, the word we from now until the day Cody finally defeats Roman is the most important word he can use in every single one of his promos. Yeah, it's I'm excited for it. I'm here for it, Bully. And you look at the pay-per-view schedule uh, for the WWE. You got Backlash next month. We know we're getting Brock and Cody. And then at the end of the May, you know, they have the, the show in Saudi. Then it's Money in the Bank in London on July 1st. And then right after that, the next big show for the WWE is SummerSlam. So when I look at that, I don't know the next time we're going to see Cody in the ring with Roman Reigns. I mean, is it is are we going to get a definitive winner at Backlash? Does this carry over possibly to SummerSlam? Or does it end next month between Brock and Cody? We might have a lengthy story when it comes to Brock and Cody right now. I do not want to see Cody anywhere near Roman right now. I want I want Cody's road to Roman to take twists and turns where he can't get back to Roman until he finally finds a way to get back to Roman. And, and Roman's kind of blowing it off. Like, he'll never find his way back. I'll throw so much stuff out in front of him that it, it, I'll derail him, get him off the scent, get him off track. He can't find his way back. Maybe we see more the internal strife in the bloodline where there's so much stuff going on with in the going on within the family that they all forget Cody's even around. And then Cody, much like in the st story of the turtle and the hare, just keeps that pace going, that turtle pace going and finds his way back to Roman. I, 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 I'm painting in very broad strokes right now, but I, I could never give you specifics at this moment. I'm saying, I'm just telling you the way I would book Cody moving forward. I no, would throw. No, no, I mean, I, mean, I mean, no, no, I no, I'm kind of torn on this. I do agree with you, but but at the same time, and it kind of goes back to the conversation we were having with Mark yesterday. When are we going to see Roman back in the ring with Cody? Is it going to be at next year's WrestleMania? There is a picture you can paint, like you said, with those broad strokes where you can wait another year before Cody meets Roman. I guess it really all depends what we see on May 6th at Backlash. Because if Cody beats Brock at Backlash, what more of a story can you tell with Cody? And the other, the other side of it is, Bully, is what does Roman do? During this time, I mean, Roman needs to defend this championship. I mean, who does he defend it against? I mean, there's there are guys out there like a Seth who can find his way into a match with Roman. There's actually scuttlebutt that I read on social media. I don't know if you saw this. and I, I, I take this with an absolute grain of salt that Roman has gone on record to say that he wants Seth at Mania next year. Did you see this? I did not. I did not see that. Okay. Like I said, I don't know where it came from. I take it with a grain of salt. Whatever. But, yeah, I'd like to see Cody and Roman stay far apart from one another. Unless, to take a, to take a piece out of the Dusty Dock, where... 
Cody said that Dusty lost and lost and lost again. D- do we get Cody back in the ring with Roman where he just keeps losing to Roman and can't seem to get the job done just like Roman did with Brock? Every time he thought it was going to be Roman's time with Brock, he lost to Brock. How did that work out for Roman, though? It worked out in the end. And and now it's until what we saw last week on Monday Night Raw, Brock and Roman were about as far as apart as you could possibly be up until last week. And again, I'm, I still want an explanation because there's a story to be told with with Brock and Paul Heyman. You know, did Paul Heyman bring Brock into the fold here to help Roman in this whole story with Cody? It's it's an interesting layer to what's being told to us. I mean, you could you could tell a story about how Paul obviously got to Brock because if there's anybody who can get to Brock, it's Paul. And then Paul paid off Corey, not Corey, Wade Barrett to say what he said on SmackDown, where Wade Barrett says, I heard that Brock Lesnar was upset that he went on first and not last at WrestleMania. That's my best Wade Barrett right now. Not bad. All right. About a seven, right? About a seven. (laughs) Um, Seven out of ten. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to thank the Academy, and I'd like to thank your sister's ass. Um, You can have – you can, like – like – Paul is covering all of his tracks, covering all the bases of what he's doing behind the scenes. Remember when Rocky found out that Mickey was basically handpicking his opponents so Rocky could defend his championship in Rocky three. Yep. And, 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 and Rocky's like, these were setups. And and Mickey's like, no, they weren't setups. They were all good fighters, but they were handpicked. When Roman finally finds out about all the things that Heyman was doing behind Roman's back, just to make sure, and then that he holds on to the championship, and then Roman's like, why would you do this? And Heyman's like, my tribal chief, I did whatever it took to make sure that you stayed the head of the table and stayed the champion and this and that. And now... There's dissension amongst Roman and Heyman. I'm not saying that this is what's going to happen. I'm just telling you thoughts, ideas that I would spit out there during this one year time to help tell the story. That's why I say there's, there's more layers to this story now because of Brock's involvement in the history between Brock and Paul Heyman. At the fights with Randy Gordon and Jerry Cooney. Yoshino, even in some of his biggest wanes, have taken punishment. That is another shot, and that's enough. I was sitting at ringside, and I was amazed by Shakur. He performed on a Terrence Crawford level against Yoshino in Newark. He certainly did, Jerry. He has an incredibly high boxing IQ. At the fights, Mondays and Fridays from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. NetCredit is here to say yes because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. 
It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Let's get into the women's tag match that we saw last night for the championship. And it was Becky and uh, Trish. Trish who's filling in for Lita. Lita was attacked in the back, unable to wrestle. Trish said to Adam Pierce, I can do it. Let me fill in. And it was Becky and Trish defending those tag titles against Raquel and Liv. First, let me ask you this. What were your thoughts on the attack on Lita going into that match last night on Raw? Meh. <laughs> Meh. I get, almost felt like, and we, like, Lita was okay. Like, it wasn't like Lita was, like, laid out completely face first on the ground. Like, she was struggling a little bit. She was attacked. But she was conscious. She was talking. She seemed almost fine. I would have liked it if she was really laid out, like, completely laid Unconscious. out. Unconscious. Yes. It looked like she had a boo-boo. Like she had a slip and fall. Show me the freaking violence. Show me her getting... Now, obviously, they didn't because they want to probably play it off like it was Liv and Raquel. Yes. Or maybe and just they Liv. And they want it to be like a question mark exactly what happened. So that I get. Or maybe it I was Trish. It's possible. But how could it be Trish? It's possible, though. Anything is possible in the world of the WWE. 
but I agree with your point. I think I think they decided to lay out Lita. I think that that was a lengthy match. I think a, a lengthy match like that is more uh, suited for Trish and not Lita. I think mm-hmm. Lita right now is more of a get the hot tag, do some cool stuff, hit your moonsault, go home, where Trish can probably work a little bit of a longer match. Um, so it probably was Trish who laid out Lita so she could get uh, uh, Becky alone in the ring or something like that. Because the Trish turn as of last night makes no sense. She's the one that got beat. I never got the impression that Trish was blaming Becky for getting beat. I got the impression impression that Trish was apologetic for getting beat. And then some fair to Midland clothesline in the back of the head. And then a chick kick. Meh. Yeah, I, I... There's a lot to what you just said, Bully. First, the attack on Lita. Like, you know, first you hear Liv Morgan, like, screaming at the top, like, screaming bloody murder. Liv Morgan. Almost to the point where it's like, she's got to be involved somehow because the way she was reacting was just, you know, off the charts. Especially since Lita was fine. Like, it wasn't like Lita was a bloody mess. Like, it wasn't like she was unconscious. She was getting to her feet. She needed a little help from Adam Pierce, but she was fine. Like she was conscious. She was talking. She seemed okay. She was getting up and like Liv Morgan is like screaming at the top of her lungs, a little bit, a little bit of an overreaction there. And it was a little bit of a disconnect for me. Then you get, all right, Trish saying, I want to fill in. Then you get the match. And like, I really thought the MVP of the match itself was Trish. I thought Trish did some great in-ring work in that match. And, dude, Bully, she's in phenomenal shape. For somebody that's been away for a while, she was really able to do a lot of great things in that match. But here's the disconnect in a lot of ways for me. Now, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan win the tag titles. Okay. To me, a little bit rushed. Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan feel like they were just kind of thrown together. Why are they together? What's the reason why they're teaming? Bully, Raquel Rodriguez has been on the main roster for quite some time. I still know nothing about her. Nothing. Now, I'm not talking about NXT. Don't bring up NXT. NXT has always done a great job of explaining their personalities, their wrestling, and their characters. Other than just being an ultra-smiley baby face that always has a smile on her face, I know... Uh, as far as being on the rain, main roster, but I know nothing about Ra- Raquel Rodriguez, right or wrong. Correct. Nothing. And again, I don't know the relationship between Liv and Raquel Rodriguez. So for them to jump up from being thrown together to, to now your tag team champions, I'm sorry, Bully. As much as I love Liv Morgan, I am not emotionally invested in this tag team at all wasn't about getting the tag team championships on Liv and Raquel. It was about getting the tag team championships off of Lita and Becky. Because the A story now becomes Trish versus Becky. Yes. And I venture to say that moving forward, the Trish versus Becky story will be a bigger story than whoever Bianca is facing. 
Yes, and, and that's unfortunate. But the other thing, too, when it comes to Becky and Trish and Lita, this this feels like this was thrown together. This was kind of thrown together just a few weeks before WrestleMania. You know, um, there wasn't really much of a story with them and damage control. We talked about it that they pretty much dominated damage control. So it never felt like, you know, they were fighting from underneath. Uh, I'm really not that. I was really not that emotionally invested in that tag team either going into that match last night. Dave, other than the entire bloodline storyline and Ray and Dominic, what else in the WWE has you emotionally invested? Nothing. So there, there you go. I, I'm definitely emotionally inv- and And even last night, I started to jump off the Ray and Dominic emotional bandwagon. Ray beat Dominic at WrestleMania. That's it. It's over. Yeah. Last night, now maybe it was because of the travel issue situation, like Ray and Finn and Dominic. and Okay, I've seen it now. I get it. The story played out. Dad punched the kid in the face. Dad got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Dad won at Mania. Okay, let's move on now. Let's give some Dominic somebody new to pick on. Let's give Dominic somebody new where him and the, and the Judgment Day can bully around. Going back to Ray just doesn't work it. But my my original point was we 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 can agree that there are two storylines that had our emotional investment and cross an entire company. Yes, that's that's not good. I, I'm not emotionally invested in anything else. And 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 you know we we've praised and rightfully so. We've praised like Triple H being in charge of creative for the WWE, right? And we credit him for the bloodline story and we credit him for Dom and Ray. Well, if you're going to credit him for those things, you're going to have to kind of blame him for the lack of storytelling with everything else that's going on on Raw and SmackDown as well. You have Trish and Lita. You can't do more with Trish and Lita than what you're able to do. You spent so much TV time on damage control. Like, all I'm praying for is the breakup of damage control. So, like, I just really felt like that moment last night with Trish and Becky, it just wasn't there. They weren't, they, they haven't been together. They were kind of thrown together because, again, she's with Lita. If it was with Lita, it would be a little bit different. But, like, with Trish attacking Becky, I, I need to know why. Why? Why did this happen? Because you're right, Bully. Can't be anything that happened in the match because there's no blame on Becky for them losing the match last night. So now we'll sit around and we'll wait for Trish to answer the question, why? Yes. They'll come up with something. I was the man to saying, like, I was the man before you were the man or you think you're so great, you're not better than me. It'll be... It'll be something along the lines of that. I can't see it being anything else. There's nothing personal between Becky and Trish. You want to really make it per you want to really make it personal. We know that Trish can be a bit of a temptress, right? Yes. You know, 20 years ago she was playing the temptress role very well. I don't know. Maybe I have Trish hanging around where Seth Rollins is hanging around. I mean, you could go you could go there. I, I 
again, I don't I don't know if you need to if you need to do that. I think the I think the biggest thing, bully, is what you said when it came to who lost that match last night. Like if Becky would have gotten pinned, if Becky would have lost that match, then it makes total sense to me. Because then Trish could come out and said, you know what? I come back. Lita comes back. We're Hall of Famers. Lita really held this team together. Lita's out. We needed you to step up, and then you lose this match to a team that kind of just got thrown together. Like, you know, when we're Hall of Famers, you, you think you're such a big star, and then you lose that match last night. That's that, Then it's done. Easy. Easy. But, but since Trish is the one who got pinned, man, they're going to have to do a lot of explaining for me to be invested in what's going to happen with this story. I, I'm good. Uh, Dave, I, I totally agree with you. I'm trying to think of a different perspective on this, but yes, I need to know why the woman who lost took her frustration out on Becky Lynch. It's not like it was a misdirection where Becky went to go kick uh, uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Raquel moved and Becky kicked Trish by mistake, then got thrown out of the ring and then Trish took the pin. Now the I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but then she turns around and Trish blasts her. There was none of that. Yeah. So now I need a good explanation as to why. And, it, and not and not like the explanation that they're giving about, like, with Brock. Like, well, Brock was mad that he went on first. That's why he took it out on Cody. I'm sure that's not really the reason. That's probably the reason that Heyman is telling... Uh, Corey. What's the, not Corey. Uh, okay, uh, Patrick? No, remember what's his name said it first on SmackDown, the English dude. Oh, Wade Barrett. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's probably not the story, but that's probably what Heyman told Wade Barrett to say, throwing everybody off the off the scent. Even if it was like if if it was involved with like if Trish was involved with Bianca, then it would make sense because it's about the championship and Trish wants one more shot at the women's championship, then I could buy in. Hey, I'm a Hall of Famer. I've been there, done that. But I think I can have one more opportunity at this women's championship. Then I'm buying in as well. But, like, what's the personal animosity that Trish would have with a Becky Lynch? I, I don't know at this juncture, Dave. Guess we got to tune in and, and watch. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish I could give you a good reason. And again, they didn't, I leave, guess, they didn't leave me. They didn't leave me any wiggle room in the finish of that match. Even you know what? If 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 it even takes it to an even bigger thing, like if there was personal animosity with Becky, Becky said that she was going to go out and defend the, those titles on her own. You could have had Becky go out there and say, you know what? I'm going to defend these titles on my own. Have the match. Trish comes out later in the match where you think, oh my gosh, Trish is going to help Becky, but then Trish screws over Becky so that she loses the titles and now it sets up a story between Trish and Becky. There's so many different ways they could have gone last night. The way they went, it just fell flat and unfortunately, you know, it's nobody's fault. It's the, the attack on, that Trish had on Becky kind of fell short. She went with that forearm. It went way too early. Becky fell too quick, and it just it didn't have really Busted anything. Busted Open is part you know, of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. 
Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.